Greetings, because I'm coming up with different ways to say hi. Hi, welcome to the Humboldt Last Week podcast. My name is Miles Cochran. This is a summary of Humboldt County, California's last week of news when you want it. On your commute, on a walk, at the gym, wherever. Hopefully a quick way to get caught up. Now, I do this for fun on my free time, but I do have experience in local media here. I love Humboldt, and this is all about you. Real quick, last week I featured a contest to give away a fancy gift basket from Humboldt Soap Company, and the winner was... Amber! So congrats, Amber, on your new Tour of Humboldt gift crate. And thanks to everybody that participated and shared on Facebook. Also, thanks once more to Humboldt Soap Company for the awesome prize. And I definitely want to mention this. Thank you so much to Kim Kemp. She and I are going to be teaming up, and I'm going to be releasing episodes once a week through our website now. This is going to be a shorter episode this week. I got strep throat. I'm one of those people where it practically takes an intervention of people saying, go see a doctor for me to actually do it. And I did. Got my antibiotics. I'm good to go. Our guest for this episode is going to be North Coast Journal News Editor Thaddeus Greenson. He's involved with a big thing. He and his newspaper have been working to make police videos available to the public statewide. They've been working for years to release this controversial arrest video of a 14-year-old in Eureka. And yeah, this case is setting the tone throughout California. Um, in other news, the New York Times did an article with Betty Chin, our beloved local, who's been known to hang out with presidents and Bono. Betty is a homeless advocate. Times referred to her as the Chinese Mother Teresa. Here's her quote. She said, I love them. I'm honest with them. I tell them, how much longer am I going to live on this earth? You've got to learn how to take care of yourself. Again, she's incredible. So I saw that update on News Channel 3 that a fire that destroyed a gym that they were building next to the movie theater in McKinleyville is now being looked at as arson. $3.3 million in damage. Time Standard wrote there was a minor injury too, so I hope the guy's okay. Um, the Lost Coast Outpost did a video about the new mini golf place in Manila. It's along 255 between Arcata and Eureka. It's along the coast there. It's called the Lighthouse Plaza. It features 18 holes with a nautical theme, a giant wooden Paul Bunyan, and hopefully not an axe you can actually grab because whenever I play mini golf, I'm a baby. Also, hopefully no robotic clowns that laugh when you miss. <laughs> and guess what happened on Friday? Rainbows. All of the pictures of rainbows on Facebook ever. And uh, some of us had to live without internet for a half day earlier in the week, like savages. What else? The cops in Fortuna busted a guy who was with a kid on his shoulders who was reportedly trying to open a bunch of locked car doors near the hospital. Kid ended up safe with the guy's wife, but during the arrest, the guy allegedly got aggressive with officers, injured one. Turns out this guy has been wanted by the feds for 24 years for sending LSD in the mail. Coincidentally, his arrest story was also a trip. In addition to that, Kim Kemp broke the story that the FBI responded to that bank robbery at Umpqua in McKinleyville. Sheriff's office said no weapons were used, and then the uh, loco put out the press release and wrote the suspect kind of looks like Buddy Holly, which put the Weezer song in my head. The guy wore black rim glasses, maroon beanie, was driving a minivan, and those were the stories. Now for the top story this week. The North Coast Journal has been fighting to be able to release a controversial arrest video. You may have heard the Eureka Police Department in recent years has been taking steps to get their officers equipped with body cameras and dash cameras, which is great. The big question is, who gets to see the footage? You and I? Or just certain people associated with the department? Around four years ago, there were these allegations that a Eureka police officer was too rough while arresting a 14-year-old kid. When it comes to the cop... The charges were eventually dropped due to lack of evidence, but during this process, he alleged his fellow officers set him up because they didn't agree with him politically. 
The arrest in question was caught on camera, and the journal wanted to see the video. So they asked for the footage. Eureka said no. Uh, the journal requested the footage another way, and they were told yes, but, you know, you can have the video with the kid's face blurred. And then the city fought that, took this to court. Basically, last week, California's top court, California Supreme Court, said for the second time, police arrest videos like this one cannot be hidden from the public, which sets a precedent statewide. I mean, do you think the public has a right to see police videos? Dash cam videos? Police body cams? Who do you think should see these things? The journal thinks it's all right to know what the police are doing. And it's Eureka's idea that these videos should be a private aspect of personnel files. Our employers usually want to protect us, right? So what does this all mean? If Eureka does not take this to the U.S. Supreme Court, they will have to release the video and pay the lawyer fees the journal racked up. Of course, the journal believes the city has spent too many taxpayer dollars on this already. Now, the next question is, when's the earliest we could see the video? Thaddeus Greenson at the North Coast Journal told me it's a process that could take months, but of course he's still very interested to see it and post it online. It's been years now, but the central questions of Adam Laird's case remain unanswered. Was this an officer who criminally assaulted a juvenile, or one who got railroaded by his peers for his political stance? However those questions are answered will lead to new ones. Did our prosecutors handle this case correctly? What constitutes justifiable force on a juvenile suspect? Now, Thaddeus says the journal's aim in this all along has been a desire to understand what cops deal with so we can talk about the most effective way for them to act. Eureka wanting to make police videos private did not fit that mission. Our aim became getting a precedent-setting ruling that said unequivocally, no, you can't take a video recorded on taxpayer-purchased equipment depicting public employees carrying out their publicly entrusted duties in a public space and call it a confidential personnel record. That can't happen. Now, after hearing all that, I do believe it should be noted that this issue is not as simple as a newspaper in a city battling it out. Both the North Coast Journal and the city of Eureka have their fair share of smart, respectful people working for him. And as you and I know, disagreements happen. There's beauty in being able to respectfully disagree, use logic and procedure to make your case. You know, the Journal and Eureka have worked together in the past, and they'll probably continue to do so in the future. I think I've managed to maintain a pretty good working relationship with most over at City Hall. This isn't personal at all, and I think most people understand that. The Journal has taken this on because we think it's part of our mission to fight for public access to information. And to wrap things up, Thaddeus mentioned he believes after last week's decision from California's Supreme Court, Eureka has 30 days to decide whether or not they want to take this to the United States Supreme Court. Last week.